Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Joey Tartell, and the unsocial underdog, Brian Appleby Weinberg. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation, www.worldtrumpetfederation.com. WTF, why haven't you stopped by to check us out? Informative articles, videos, and Joey's almost famous blog are all yours for the taking. And of course, the WTF is home to the Open Bell podcast. It's your weekly dose of trumpet goodness and our way to impart great amounts of knowledge and have a little fun. So head on over to worldtrumpetfederation.com. Come on, everyone else is doing it. And by Diversify the Stand, an exciting new resource centered around listening and learning from the stories of marginalized voices in music. Diversify the Stand is committed to sharing resources that will help all musicians diversify the music on our stands and increase the amount and variety of music we teach and perform. Through commissioning projects, community events, and their very own podcast, co-founders Ashley Killam and Carrie Blosser are making a difference in the trumpet community. Their new commissioning project will generate a first-ever progressive trumpet book by diverse composers and contains beginner, intermediate, and advanced trumpet solos by 12 different composers. All links can be found at www.diversifythestand.com. The Open Bell Podcast is comprised of three segments, warming up, a couple things, and no offense. We use these segments to discant, dissertate, and dispute information that we believe is important to a discerning trumpet diorama. Gentlemen, shall we? Hold on. We, we dispute information? Sure we do. We descant information? It started with a D. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, yes, it did. Warming up is a segment we use to ease into the show by sharing some things that are on our radar. And each week it's brought to you by Chopsaver. Go to www.chopsaver.com and order some today. Or check out our creator, their creator and owner, Dan Gosling, on Instagram for some helpful hints and informative information. And you guys might be shocked to know that Dan has about three times as many followers as Brian. Um, Brian, um, followers... Only three times as <laughs> I many? I I did the math which doesn't mean anything. But Brian, followers are people who are interested in what you're doing. I'm just saying. <laughs> so uh, what do you have for us today? <laughs> that doesn't seem like a thing to me. <laughs> All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a little story. So uh -oh. about Cornet. Um, so uh, so there's this person story. and um, he, uh, it's a Cornet story. So he, he, uh, he moves to um, the middle of England for school um, and goes to school. He's a cornet player. Um, and in school, he develops vocal dystonia. Mm -hmm. And he tries to get help. Um, there's no real help. So he decides that he's just going to make this work on his own. He puts himself back together, uses it as, um, as one of his papers in school, puts himself back together, um, turns into quite a tidy player. Turns out that... Um, he can't actually see his music out of one eye. Um, and so he has to basically memorize everything that he plays. Um, and when I met him in 2009, he was um, trying out for the principal cornet chair in Brighouse. Um, he came to the rehearsal. Um, they had him in just for a concert on a weekend. The, the former player had left um, on, a, on a Tuesday night. And so 
So this person came in on a Thursday night and they said, um, the, the person who, um, we're going to do, yeah, focal, yes, <laughs> focal, not vocal. Um, and, uh, he said, thank you. He said, um, he, he said, uh, you, you're prepared to play this solo. And this guy said, yeah, I'm prepared to play that solo. So he, uh, so we do the rehearsal. This person stands up to play the solo, of course, from memory, um, is playing the solo is about halfway down and the, we stop, the band stops and, uh, they say, we, we don't actually have that accompaniment worked up yet. Um, can we play this other solo? Uh Oh, Oh no, this is, remember this is, this is three days before the gig. Right. So, um, so he says, uh, uh, yeah, I can play that. Uh, so he says, do you need music? No. Mm. Has that one also in the back pocket? Locked and loaded. (laughs) Oh, nice work. Locked and loaded. Yeah. Locked and loaded. Um, does the show, um, we go to wit Friday, um, March contest. He wins a bunch of, solo prizes on the Whit Friday marches does not get the principal gig does not get the job um, fast forward a few years later he um, is offered he's played for a few top bands principal cornet and he's offered the 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 principal chair in Grimethorpe which mm-hmm. is one of the top bands in the world they do a very successful tour in Australia as they're getting on the plane to come back he gets fired from oh, the job. What? And ha- it's a long, it's a long I flight. This was That's a be long a ha- flight. It's a long thought, flight. From- I thought it was going to be a happy story. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, I just find this all amazing, right? Um, and he's been to the house. He's been he's been on campus. He's taught. He's played with the band here. Uh, I think he's great. And um, so he's fired from the gig. Does a little bit more with a couple other bands. He's now back playing principal cornet with with Grimesthorpe. His name's Ian Cole Ross yeah. uh, from Scotland. He's a great player. I just sent Joey a video of Ian playing mm-hmm. um, that piece by Roger Webster for the Echo Cornet. <laughs> I was like, oh, what do you think yeah. of this, Joey? Yeah. He was totally blown away. So Ian's I'm I'm actually gonna do a feature um, on him in one of the for one of the ITG journal articles I'm doing, probably not this spring, but in the fall. And isn't that kind of an amazing story? I, I have a couple of questions. So, uh, obviously, they did okay. a great job. Did they? They? I can see them thinking they wanted somebody else for the principal chair. But when he got to Grimethorpe, why was he fired? And why didn't they wait till he got home to tell I, him? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I don't know the details of that, um, but uh, yeah, it was not a very happy time apparently for him because that's and a was long now flight has- home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to have to to stew about that. We saw Ian last time we were over there. We hung out with him a little bit. He came to one of the shows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He also plays electric guitar. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. He does a lot of electric guitar. Yeah. 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 And he teaches in the schools there, and uh, that's how he makes a living. And I mean, wonderful player. He actually played with the with the band um, in the section when we um, were at the World Brass Band Competition in the Netherlands um, four or five years ago. Um, yeah, just a really cool guy, and so I guess the you know, great the pro- player. protocols are different than when a brass band breaks up with you. They don't buy you pizza or anything. They just you're just done. <laughs> you're you're just out. out. You're just you're out. out. Where's your playbook? You're yeah. You're done. Yeah. yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's harsh. That is anyway. really harsh. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, Joey, what do you have for something at least that uplifting? I hope. Well, I, I was. I'm oddly enough going <laughs> to talk about uh, uh, the enjoyment of playing, which uh, I hope he still has. Although I will say this: speaking of electric guitar, those uh, those of you know who Tom Garling is. Tom Garling is a great uh, jazz trombonist in the Chicago area. We were on Maynard's band together, and we teach up at Birch Creek together in the summer. Tom is also a really good electric guitar player. Wow. It's, it's uh there was a period <laughs> right after I left Maynard's band where he would actually they brought he brought the guitar and I was like, well, let's let's use that. And so he would actually play a little bit on, on stage. Um, that's not what I was going to talk about. <laughs> what I was going to talk about is this: is that in talking with my students and talking with my friends over the past year, you know, has been hard and there hasn't been a lot of performing. And I think a lot of people have let it let get get them down. And so there's a lot of people that are going through the motions and going through the, 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 you know, the doldrums and drudgery of practice, which can be that kind of monotonous routine, you know, well, I know I'm supposed to, so I have to. And I think sometimes we forget the reason that we want to do something like this is because it's supposed to be fun. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I've had the opportunity over the past couple of weeks to actually do a little bit of performing, which is shocking and uh you know that oh wow right this is why we do this and it's enjoyable and we've talked about this a little bit in, in what you should be practicing and how you should be practicing but i think in the big picture we need to always take that step back and when you get to that point of you know misery or drudgery or darkness that yeah. you know what it's supposed to be fun and remind you got to remind yourself to have some fun while you're playing and if you're not doing that i don't know any other way to say it you're just doing it wrong. So uh, you guys have any thoughts on that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will say on occasion, it's frustrating. Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, absolutely, that's true. Quite, yeah, quite frustrated with it. Yeah. yeah. But in a place where you're just super dark, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't understand. I guess I do understand that. If most of what you do is the interpersonal communicating through music and on the gig and um that's what you sort of live for is you you prepare all the music you have to do you're going on the road and um and i guess i can relate to that but you know didn't you start playing because you loved playing the instrument and isn't that like it is a lot of dull hours practicing so if you don't love that part of it that can be that can be yeah. hard i, I mean feel you've heard for those we've folks. all heard the old joke you know how to get a get a musician to complain right you give them a gig, right? You know, and and and, and there's That's too right. there's too much truth in that, and especially lately where there haven't been any gigs. Yeah. I, I just was thinking but, about it more and more. But the thing is, as we're noticing, as we're talking a little bit here tonight ahead of time, you know, things are opening up. We've got gigs. I've got stuff in the book now, and yeah. you know, I mean, there's no better motivator than fear. Hey, stuff's, <laughs> you know, stuff's coming back. <laughs> are you going to be ready or aren't you? Like if you've been slacking <laughs> off for the past twelve months, you, you better get on your game. Hiding sympathy's gonna or, stretch you. Or your return will be <laughs> short lived. Yeah. Exactly. Nice. <laughs> That's good. All right. So Bill, what do you got for us tonight? Well, this is this is kind of completely different and doesn't have anything. It's not nearly the darkness of Brian's story or the uh I mean what pessimism is? of Joey's, but <laughs> but um, you know, we uh I, this is kind of a funny thing. I I, I enjoy carbonated beverages and um especially when i'm practicing I'm i know it's like for years right i know now. you are and this is one of the things like <laughs> you kind of affirm this in my mind like because you always and we're, typically when we're on tour there's like more diet coke bottles all over the place than that's you know. a problem i know i mean for you more than mouthpieces yeah you usually true. have more than those but um 
why do you like the carbonated beverage when you play? I just like it all the time. Right. Yeah, it's all the time. It's not just when he plays. It's, it's not just nonstop. when I play. No, it's I know, but... The word go. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's his coffee. When we were out there... Yeah, I there's, start, there was I one at the breakfast table. I start my day with table. a Diet Coke and yeah, long cones. Yeah, he's Diet Coke right. from, the, from the beginning. But I actually like but the But not way with the, the eggs in the morning. Yeah, well, he no. did. No, no, no. Oh, I'll wait until I get to the office. There wasn't... Yeah, no, 15 minutes. It was in the office. Yeah. Yeah. The door unlocks. You hear that sound. Then you hear... <laughs> And then you hear, bink, right. bink. <laughs> and it's the metronome goes on. It's time to play. Exactly. It's 7 o'clock. It's time to play long time. The Clark book is open. The metronome, <laughs> the metronome is, is on. on. <laughs> but, um, need the Clark book? No, no, we got this. We need like, the Clark book. No, we don't need that. What? I know all four of them. I don't understand why we need the book. Um but I do enjoy coffee in the morning, and I like coffee when I'm practicing, but it's not quite the same. I like the carb what the carbonation does to my chops. I l it kind of like keeps things activated or rejuvenated. Oh, interesting. I hadn't really, I don't. Yeah. Hmm. But see, you're on it so much, you don't even notice it. it it's true. I, I'm a, I've had a, a carbonated <laughs> beverage and caffeine problem since, I don't know, as a teenager, really. Right. I, I drank Coke until I switched to Diet Coke, and there's, I don't see any reason to stop doing that. And the Co Coke Zero is right out. Coke Zero is, doesn't sit right with me. It's not no, my hair hurts my stomach. My thing. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not my thing. They're weird. Brian, do you yeah. do the carbonated beverage thing? And, and it's not. No. No, yeah, and I'm not allowed to have coffee anymore either. Wow, you're a. Yeah. Well, there's no reason to have coffee. The cardiac, I, I, cardiologist I was, said. I was coffee. recently on, uh, there's a, a podcast uh, by two uh, trumpet players called Coffee and Clarks, mm -hmm. and they start their podcast by talking about what coffee they're drinking and they had me on as a guest and said, so, Joey, you know, uh, do you drink coffee? What are you drinking? And I said, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't drink hot beverages. <laughs> so coffee doesn't make any sense to me at all. And the shock. Wait, it's hot beverages faces. completely. Yeah. I didn't know it was yeah. all well, hot I don't, beverages. I, I don't like coffee at all, but I, I don't see any reason for a hot beverage kind of ever, really. It's not, not chocolate. Thing. No. Why would you do that? If you want something like that, just go get, a, go, get a, go get a Yoohoo if you want a chocolate drink. I see. You're talking to a Texan. Well, Hot it is funny. I mean, I'm, no. I'm, right. although you know, I did grow up in Texas, but I don't like tea and I don't like iced tea. But I do. I, I was not prepared for the difference in watching. If you order tea in the North, you the default is hot tea. If you order tea in Texas, the default you just ask for tea, you get iced tea most, sweet, most of the time. Sweet tea. Well, that's what iced, iced tea. tea is there, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and that doesn't mean you just you know add sugar or we'll have to have no. a super saturation discussion at this point. Oh, but <laughs> yeah, we'll have a chemistry well, lab to get, show you how that works. I I just wondered because I actually like the way the carbonation works on my face, and I wondered if you had the same. Huh. If you, I you mean, don't, I, you don't go about it that way. I mean, I don't know. Uh, maybe I should stop and see if it makes any difference. Mm. Yeah, change something, especially with the gigs coming back. Yeah, now that now that I'm busy and yeah. active, I should probably just change everything that I, it seems to be working just fine. I, if I were you, I would decaffeinate and get rid of all the carbonation. Let's see what goes. What could go wrong? Sounds like a great idea. Dial back the I practice. Think it's great. Uh, I, exactly. I, I'll report back next week in a rage at not yeah. being able to play. <laughs> and you'll be and you'll be speaking so slowly and just be lethargic yeah you we're know. gonna have to have to record this at two in the afternoon before i fall asleep <laughs> right <laughs> so how many diet cokes a day are you doing now okay oh, now i'm man. actually i have pared back quite a bit because i did get the soda stream a couple years ago 
And then people, what they do is they get those mixers, which is just the same thing as having soda. So here's what I do. I get the like the liter bottle of the soda stream. I get that going and I just put a shot of like vanilla syrup in there. So it's like a, like a, like an Italian soda. So I have my one diet Coke in the morning and then I use the soda stream for the rest of the day. And normally that gets me through the rest of the teaching day. So that's just water. That's just carbonated water with a shot of vanilla in there. And then, um, I might have at that point, maybe two more during the day, but sometimes one. So I'm really at two or three a day at this point. It used to be more than that, but I have cut back to, to two or three a day at this point. So it's about the carbonation with you. I do like the carbonation. Yeah. Cause I tried the just, Oh, well, you know, wow. I'm supposed to drink water. I'll just drink water. I'm like, now water's no, garbage. That's terrible. So I need something more than just <laughs> water's water. garbage. Water's terrible. I, I like, I do like the carbonation. Yeah. I like the meal stuff. Or um, no, or like I well I like electrolytes too with all the riding, <laughs> of course. But it's do. not carbonated. Yeah, yeah, it's no good. And the cycling thing comes with the coffee. What's the There's deal coffee with culture there with cycling because of the caffeine? So the, uh, you're, yes, I, you're just is. doing more. Yeah. There are more reasons to keep me out of cycling is what you're doing. You're trying to kick me no, out no, of no, cycling. No. You're all in. <laughs> <laughs> pictures, <laughs> pictures will come up on the website after the retreat. All right. That's all right, right, boys. Listen, time for something what entirely is it with the, new. With the students, what? Go ahead. I was gonna. I was gonna ask a water question. My students seem to be perpetually dehydrated because they're always with water, nonstop, all day long. What's, wouldn't that mean they're that hydrated? That that wouldn't mean they're dehydrated yeah. if they always have water. Why? Yeah, but why do you need it so? Do you, do you know? So often, like literally nonstop. So I remember this specifically when we went to England with the brass band and the the bus driver, right? was saying to us like what is with the water bottles and you people like you americans always carrying water bottles around he goes are you really that thirsty yeah. all the time perplexed by it exactly yeah. Yeah, i don't know huh. anyway all right time for something entirely new on the open bell it's time to test your knowledge of the trumpet repertoire solos and etudes with our own version of name that tune <laughs> ready no not okay. at all what you what, I, i've what are teed the, this up for what you are the rules the rules are i'm there gonna no actually rules. play i'm gonna play a what could be called a snippet of a certain solo or etude or and an then excerpt. you excerpt is a little long for what i've got planned oh no and then you guys have to figure out what it is okay okay all right are there any clues or anything, or that's we just get the snippet and that's it? No, you get the snippet and that's are you it. Gonna, are you going to turn off your camera so we can't see what it uh, is? Well, you can't see anyway. We can't see a stand. We just, just see. You can see what horn I have in my hand, which could be a giveaway. Except on this see list, the horn. Uh, I think we're going to be good. This is going to be you ready. Awesome. No, we're not ready at all. Okay. Snippet. <laughs> okay. One. <laughs> are you ready? No. People keep saying no. He doesn't again. seem to care that we're not ready. <laughs> I'm going to go with the uh, Kenan first uh, first moment of the Kenan Sonata. Brian? Yep, that's what it All right, is. Since you agreed. Yeah, that's what it is. Since you agreed, Joey has to play double C. <laughs> no. That's not it. <laughs> All right. That is, is are correct. We correct? That yes. is correct. Yes. We're well done. Yes. All right. One All right. for one. We're, we're killing it here. Right? Good for yeah. you. 
Uh, right. Although I, I although right. I could argue that that did not have strength or vigor. Well, I didn't want to hurt your ears. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Excerpt. Sorry. Example. Snippet. Number two. Snippet. Snippet. Oh, that's the beginning of Halsey Stevens. First oh. member of the Halsey Stevens sonata. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's either that or ESPN. Halsey Stevens. No, that would be dee da da. There'd be more of a deliberate <laughs> nature to them at that point. I don't understand this marking on this one. Ben Articulato. Oh, I went to high school with him. Ben is a great guy. <laughs> He's a great guy. <laughs> See, these are easy. You guys are doing great. Uh, I, I have a feeling we're being set up. No. <laughs> why would I do that? Yes. Definitely. Because you're a terrible person. That's why. We're in trouble. Snippet number three. Uh-oh. That's the middle of the first moment of the Hindemith. Brian. Oh, that's the opening of Charlie Eight Two. No, 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 no. He started on F sharp. No. Right, middle of the first moment. Joey's nails. Hindemith. That's what it is. Yeah, it's Hindemith. Yeah, that is that is Hindemith. Yeah. Well done. See, this isn't difficult at all. All right. Snippet four. Snippet. You just like saying snippet. I do. <laughs> That's the Bad middle of Charlie A2. Wow, all that? over. Measure 10 and 11, Charlie A2. Isn't it great? Isn't this fun? You guys are all over it. <laughs> I, I still think we're being set up. You're not being set up. This is the game. This <laughs> yes. is the way it works. These are the rules. Those are the. That was the middle of phrase. That one was awkward. <laughs> uh, it was a little awkward. <laughs> Kind of thing you might encounter in bingo. You know what I'm talking about. All right, here we go. Is there a card involved with that? <laughs> There's no cards. It's bingo. All right, example. Sorry. Why would there be a card? Snippet. Snippet. Five. Snippet. Oh, come on. Brian, you, you got anything here? I don't have this. Nothing's popping up for me yet. <sighs> I find Nothing's coming up. I, I have the. Do you want to hear it's, it again? Um, it's familiar, though, isn't it? B, G, D, B, A. I'll add a note. You mean to add a note? I, I'd like you to add three or four bars. Oh, that really... Now! Sure! See? That's a giveaway. <laughs> now, man! I feel is so a, stupid. Is that a Snedeker? No. It's not a Snedeker. Got me. I, I don't know what that is. Oh. Woodman Spare Woodman That spare Tree. That tree. That's Woodman Spare That out Tree the out of the Arben book. Number, is that number 22? Is that correct? That is number 16. Oh. 22 is the heart uh, of Inora. The heart of Inora is, uh, yeah, there we go. Woodman spare that tree. Yeah, I wasn't going to get that. Uh, I've heard you do that a lot in different settings, so I thought you were going to get that one. I, I do okay. know it, but I didn't. Uh, yeah. Well done. Or not. Not at all. Snippet six. <laughs> Snippet. Oh, man. Oop, false start. Sorry. False start. Bifocals. <laughs> Oh, holy crap. Come on, Brian. I got the first few of these. 
lord, I have no idea. I have no idea. Really? Nothing. This is this is kind wrong. of a this is kind of a tough one. That's a Charlie A. Well, that's obvious. Dum ba dum bum ba da ba ba da. Oh, that's number. That is what's that's next. number what is that? four, right? There you go. That's Charlie A four. No, Charlie A four. Second Together system, we got second it. page. Together we got it. I'm counting it. Dialed it in. Together ten, we got that one. Good ten for you, points Brian. for me. Well you done. Got me, you got you got the, you got me in the right <laughs> book, and then I could see the page. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was good. All right. Snippet seven. Snippet. Oh crap! I know this. <laughs> Isn't it that funny? Like the way, you, like you just brain just dials up like the rest of it. Brian, you got this. This uh, I know this. No, I do not. Yes, you do. You know this. What is this? You do. You both. You both know it. <sighs> there are. More. There are not a lot of people screaming at their phone right now or their device, but there are a few. There are a few. Give us some more. And no pressure, because I had uh, one of my undergrads nail this today. But, you know, I'm just saying, probably just luck. <laughs> Uh-oh. No, that didn't help at all. That did not help me. Beesh. Got me. Beesh Stumped. two. Measure three. Vent that's a- not. Vent etudes. I don't think that's beach two. I'm looking right at it. I'm looking that up later. I may <laughs> contest this later on with the. <laughs> no. Uh, with the, it's the, the end of the first line. I love beach two. Oh, mm. that's, I got you on these. This is awesome. Hmm. This angry. one, you have no shot. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Great. Okay, ready? Perfect. Snippet eight. Snippet. That's what this should be called. Not name snippets. that tune. It should be called Snippets. Snippets. Name that snippet. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's all we get. I'll give you more. Do you want more before it or more after it? I'd like both. No, no. I'll give you one <laughs> note before yes. it. Snippets is for before, during, and after. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out. So, so duets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here you go. I'll give you one more note in front of it. Yeah, we got nothing. Dum, bum. Wow, I'll just play the entire oh, thing for you now. man. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. So that's yeah. Artunian. At letter H, yeah. as in wow. snippet. Yeah, wow. Yeah, we folded on that. It's so Total. out of context. So out of context. I know, that's the best thing. Man. Now, oh, this is going to oh, narrow, narrow oh, it down for he's you. He's switching horns. He's switching horns. Switching horns. That looks like one of them there, Shire's Piccolo trumpet. That is a Shire's. Isn't it pretty? I wonder if it's just as pretty on the air. I'm sure it is. Okay. I have to think about this one because I don't have it written down, and I got to think about where I'm jumping in. Is he making excuses? 
Yes. <laughs> just trying to make it difficult. Every Baroque piece ever written. I know. Isn't it great? Trumpet shell sound. There it is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. All right. One more. Snippet 10. Snippets. We're back. Uh, that looks like a that looks like a Shires B flat. This is a Shires B flat with a what very special like? lead pipe. You're welcome. Yeah, it was cheaper <laughs> than buying the entire thing after I played yours. <laughs> like, what is the difference? <laughs> I'm gonna need to get one of those. <laughs> it's better. That was another one of those moments where I was like, "Yeah, I didn't need to know that." <laughs> <laughs> lead pipes Not are easy need enough. to know that. It's gonna right. cost me money. Snippet ten. Seriously? That's it. That's all we get? It's a snippet. I we think get, anything more than three notes is no longer a snippet. We get three notes. I'll, I'll add a little more if you want. Dum. Yeah, I'd love a little. I'd love more. I think Brian knows what it is. Does he? Does he got it? You got well, it, Brian? He's, he's folding like a cheap Kmart lawn chair. Are there still Kmarts? No. That's why. I know, I know the, there was one here in Bloomington. It's gone. Is that from the uh, Scarlatti variations? Yes. Be there Scarlatti is. variations. There it is. Well, it wasn't a snippet. It was actually a movement. Yeah. That wasn't a movement. That's not even all of the cadenza. It's the end of the cadenza. It's well, the actually, end of the it's cadenza. the it's middle of the cadenza. That's yeah, right. It's that's the middle of the cadenza. It's middle not, of the cadenza. There we go. Well done. Wasn't we that fun? We only completely folded yeah. twice. So <laughs> partially folded several <laughs> more times. That's impressive. <laughs> wow. Great job, guys. That was pretty good. All next right. round of that, I'm not going to take it easy on you. Oh, God. <laughs> Actually, maybe the next time what we'll do is everybody bring three. What if we what bring this the does, same ones? <laughs> oh. Well, we could just tell each other what the... Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, think, think that through. <laughs> the cool thing is, kind of like, I wanted it to be like noticeable enough that you got it, but still tricky enough to know that like well, like, like that artunian one is so out of context by where you started an ending it's like hold on oh. that just doesn't make sense in that mm. just by itself <laughs> right but if you end up like really tearing these things apart you find these little melodic structures inside of structure like you don't even realize they're in there which is sure which is pretty cool yeah all right well done oh, that was that'll be cool. great time for a couple of things So the study of music requires careful attention to detail. Some might say far too much detail to trust to memory alone. So marking your music in an ensemble is advisable, but marking your etudes and solos is, in my opinion anyway, a necessity. No offense to you personally, Brian, but let's talk about marking our music. 
<laughs> I don't want our history. Yeah, maybe with I this. should go first. <laughs> it won't matter. No one will understand anyway. Oh, I like this idea. Ryan, you got to lead off because I think then Bill's going to need time for rebuttal. I, I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the defense rests. <laughs> so the only reason to mark music when you're sitting next to Bill is so I know what I'm not playing. And that's all I need to know. And he has to know everything else. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh is that not wow, a good that place is, <laughs> that no, a good that's place a terrible place that's a terrible place to start that's fabulous oh i loved it <laughs> that is great so your contention let me see i just want to make sure we're on the same page oh, here your gosh. contention is the only reason to mark your parts in your ensemble is when you're not playing that's well, i can vouch playing. for the fact that Otherwise, that's the way he does everything it. else no he he actually does mark <laughs> stuff but you can't see it it's so faint. He uses no, wait, one of these mechanical pencils. No, when, you say, when you say you, you can't see it, does that mean you can't see it okay, or people I, can't see it? I don't think anyone could see it, and I'm sitting right there. Brian, <laughs> you have any? Uh, you want to defend yourself here? Yeah, he can't see anything. He's old. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the faintest little scribble, and then and then you're supposed to remember, like from that, exactly what's going on. It's it was terrible. It was right. like I had to learn yeah, he was another language re it. to sit there. All right. So yeah. so Bill, you seem to have a, a slightly different approach, let's I say. I do. I think there are lots of reasons <laughs> to mark your music. Right? What, what, like what they would include? Oh, uh, if you're in an ensemble, I think you mark down conductor's instructions, my people. I think you mark down group decisions that you make like in chamber music like Let's say where you're going to breathe or where, you know, if, if there's a retard that isn't marked in or if you're staggering your breathing or something like that. And I think you can mark in entrances of other parts just to keep like during long periods of rest, things like that. Right. And I think there's another great reason to do this. If you've seen, no, Brian, I know you know about this. Pete Bond's Met parts are epic. Right. Yes. Like he creates cartoons. But that's just because he has so much time. He's bored. Right. Now, in solos and etudes, <laughs> I think... There's a there's a lot of reasons to write things in. Personally, I do a lot of note grouping. I'm not ashamed to say that I still write in fingerings. And then <laughs> um, when I go back to do a piece or to teach a piece again, he does. I'll, that's not he's not. No, I write in fingerings all the time. Um, yeah, but yeah. that that what I'll what the poets call marginalia, that stuff that I've created or written in the margins, then that kind of reminds me of a comment a teacher made or what I did last time or what might have worked, and it kind of archives things. Interesting. No. So I, I'm going to jump in at this point. We'll come back to you guys' feud here in a minute because well, I Brian think I has might, nothing I might else to say. I don't, I don't I, think. I, I think I might, in, and I'm, you know, I've often I've thought of myself. one other thing to say. <laughs> yes. I've often thought of myself as a moderate in a number of ways, and I think uh, uh, I may be among the three of us in the middle of this. Mm -hmm. So when I'm in an ensemble or even solo and excerpt, you know, solo passages, whatever I'm working on, the rules in which I operate are these, and I know you're shocked to think I've given this lots of thought, and I have Here rules. Here we go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, in an ensemble, amazed. Yes, if we're if there is something that is that the group is going to do that is not notated, yeah, I'm going to write that down. Sure. Hey, we're going to slow down there. I should probably put that in there. Hey, we're going to put a break there. Right. You know, 
you know, here's what we're going to do. This is how we're going to play this piece. That requires notation. Mm -hmm. Other than that, my rules are these, and I do the same with solo pieces. Like I'm working, you know, uh, with a pianist or working in a chamber group, like we're playing. Okay, here's how we're going to do this. If it's not notated, I'm going to write it down. Other than that, though, I'm a fairly, I'm a minimalist with marking parts. For me, the rule goes like this. If I screw it up twice, I have to mark it. So yeah. if I screw it up once, it's like, oh, I can't believe, yeah, can't believe I messed that up. If I do it again, oh, now I have to mark it. And right. I don't want to mark it because I just want to play it right. Well, let, but let me, let me give you an example here of what it's like to sit next to Brian, okay? Not only can you barely read what's there. This was his genius idea when we were splitting up parts, right? Okay, you're going to play here. I'm going to play here. You're going to play there. He literally, this is, I'm not making this up. B for Bill, B for Brian. That's how, <laughs> that's how ambiguous. I had to go through, <laughs> go through and change all of mine to W's or something. He that's... would just like literally like do a, like a squiggle. That is like, fantastic. What is that? Now well, I that's have played, where you play. Yeah, that's all it was. I, I have played assistant uh, a, a couple of places in orchestras, and that's a, a fairly normal way to split. You know, use parentheses one way or another, but then use an initial, of course. Right. He's the same person initial. It doesn't really work. So as the person who's been the assistant, not the principal asking for it, my job is to come in, you know, ask where I'm supposed to play, or, or they'll give me their right. part and say I've marked it in here, and then I just take it and mark it on my part. Because in the orchestras, they're not generally we're not generally reading off the same book. I'm reading off my part, even though it's the same. Right. Then I can mark it how I want, so that I can do it, and, and the principal player can mark it how they want, and they can do whatever they want to do it that way. So I think the solution to uh, your little uh, cornet feud here is why are you reading off the same stand? Oh, okay. Here's another thing. <laughs> That's a thing. That's a thing. Not only that. <laughs> This is you know, pre-pandemic, which seems completely bizarre now. You sit so close to each other in that brass band, like your legs and elbows are touching. That's not okay. Well, that's what it is. There's not even room for four stands in the front row for four people. Wow. This and is Brian's principal, <laughs> so Brian puts a stand where Brian wants it, and then I'm, like, trying to look right. over. So, and, and then I can't read, I can't even see anything. All right. He's a this needy is principal well, so player. I, I'm wondering about m marking music because, like, if you're going to mark a musical gesture in a in a chamber ensemble or something like that, like, why do I need to to mark it? Because I know that that's the way it goes. Because it's my because you like group, the way you right? played it. You're liking the way you play it. <laughs> I like the way I played it. That's how it's going to go. And and the conductor's going to play it the way I play it because I'm playing principal trumpet, right? So I don't have to mark something that's not there because it's just going to go the way I say it goes, right? So that's what nice. we, we this agree. Is like, the, <laughs> this is the most lead trumpet thing Brian has ever, ever said. said. I love this so much. But <laughs> I will tell you this. get it out without laughing. <laughs> I, I will tell you this. I, I, we talked about this once before briefly, and I, I mentioned Ed Cord, uh, one, of my, one of my former colleagues just retired a couple of years ago. Ed marks parts better and with more detail than any person I have ever seen. Mm -hmm. We showed up once uh, to do Indianapolis Symphony does this Yuletide concert, and it was one of the years they hired me to do the entire run. They said, we've got a couple of split weeks, just come play lead, and then you just play the show. So Ed came in. Now the show had already, we did one double day rehearsals. We did it right before Thanksgiving, and then right after Thanksgiving, we just run like 
eight to 10 shows a week up until right up until Christmas. So it's running, just going, going, going. Ed comes in near the end of the first week. So we've had the rehearsals and we've played four or five shows. Ed comes in and before the show has started, he gets there early, takes out his pencil, takes out his eraser and starts marking up the part. And all I could think was, that's not your part. Because like as a sub, I would never Mm. do this. (laughs) Right Now, here's the thing. Ed was completely right in what he was doing because he and uh, the guy who was subbing for, he was uh, subbing for Bob Wood. He was the second triple player. Bob knows what Ed's about to come do. And he's like, oh, yeah, I just wanted to come play the rehearsal so my parts are all marked so great. Because wow. <laughs> like, oh, oh, oh. I said, hey, man, but that's Bob's part. He goes, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's going to be better. And it is because he, he does exactly what you're talking about. He'll split rest to say this is where this part comes in. Oh, this is where, you know, yeah. I'm at the first trumpet here or I'm, I'm and the first right. trumpet comes in before or after me here. And this is where the vocal comes in. All of it is marked clearly and within an inch of its life. And I just thought to myself, huh. That's really good. But in my head, and I will be perfectly honest here, and I probably should not admit this, I kind of looked at it and went, isn't that cheating? Like, doesn't that make it too easy? (laughs) And he's like, well, no, I want to make sure I'm not going to screw up. So everything in front of me is as clear as it can be. And I'm like, yeah, sure. But seems kind of like studying for a test, you know, like, you know then, oh, no, then you know you're going to do well. Well, th- this is like, this is the thing for me is like when reading off an iPad now, like reading music off an iPad. And I know there's a pen and, you know, you can mark stuff in four score and you can notate the PDF and all that stuff. It's not the same for me. Like, I, I don't know that I can practice unless I have a pencil right there where I can see it or have it because that's just part of the deal. Like for me. Really? Yeah. While you're like, practicing. Yeah. By yourself. Yes. Wow. No. Man, Brian, do you know a... where a pencil is when you're practicing alone? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are doing it wrong. I, I do. So, have, I do have another question. Like, so when I was in Cleveland, I was um, we were I was studying at Cleveland, and um, Mr. Zouder was in doing a sectional with the with the section um, in the orchestra, and he had stopped at some point to make a correction, like told me that you know that was forte or staccato or something and so i grabbed my pencil and as my pencil came up he said what are you doing Mm. and i said i'm marking the part that you just told me about he said isn't it already in the ink and i said yes he said then it's already there (laughs) put down a pencil but see this is part of my frustration as somebody Mm -hmm. who plays a lot of touring broadway shows right so you'll play like a show that's been in in cities all around the country over the past couple of years, or you'll play an act that comes in, you know, they'll bring their book and you see the same thing marked four times on the same page. And I'm thinking to myself, so every week somebody's like, "Mm," they didn't bother erasing. Right. You know, the conductor will say, Hey, I want to make sure that that's Forte and it's marked Forte in ink. So I don't need to mark that. (laughs) That's correct. Mr. Zouder is exactly right. It's already marked Forte. I don't need to do that. But somebody will either circle it or put a giant F there or doing. And there are rules here. Can we talk a little bit about how to mark parts? Yeah. I would love that. Because, because you I know, tell I know me. You want to get, I know we how... want to get to note grouping, and I think that's important. I think that's, that's related. Okay. But let's talk about how to mark a part. There are rules involved. First off, make sure it is clear. It is legible. Oh, does not obscure the music that's already on the page. Wow, so th- that's got to be first, right? These, These are like awesome. weird rules. These are awesome rules. But can then you say are... the first two again? I will say that again. That's clear, 
and legible, legible, and not obscuring what's on the page already. Wow. Well, there's no no doubt that's not going to happen. All right, but yeah, say, but then there odd. are some there are some guidelines here as well. In the professional world, if you circle something or put parentheses around something, that means don't play it. Right. So there are lots of amateurs and students that think I really got to think about that, so I'll circle it. So we get to the next city, and then they don't play. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, it's circled. Right. Because the person before thought, oh, this is a hard part. I got to think about this. Do not circle parts. Do not parenthesize parts unless they are meant to be left out. Never scribble out notes. Never just take a pencil and like you, uh, color in. Well, we're not. Uh, we're going to cut those two bars. Well, we can cut those two bars. You put two big lines in a diagonal, yes. and you put an arrow to two big lines in a diagonal to the next yes. place. Yeah. Do not scribble out the parts in between because the next week they may have someone else that says, you know what, we're going to add those bars back in. Right. And now they cannot be seen. So yeah. when you say don't scribble out notes, what about if they're too high? Can you scribble those out? <laughs> well, that's where that's where you write uh, when you write to Piccolo, and then you make me angry. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, no, no! Wrong horn. Although there's, and I just get I mad. A, yeah, yeah. I did a gig with um, the Pennsylvania Ballet over in Philly. Ding. Um, they asked me to come in and play. Um, Somebody was busy or something, and so it was like I did one rehearsal in like a couple shows or something, and I opened the part, and I'm looking through the part, and there's a, a moment, I don't remember what we were playing, there's a moment at the end of one of the lines, well, maybe like three quarters of the way through one of the lines, there's one note, it's like an eighth note, it's not after a whole bunch of rest, it's like just a few bars rest, just an eighth note, it is circled, there are four arrows on top and four arrows on the bottom, there are exclamation points. That's like and eight there, arrows. There are eyeglasses. There are oh, eyeglasses. Oh, I, I love I one. love eyeglasses. And we'll I'm like, in a second. Yeah. I'm like, I'm in the 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 dress rehearsal. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna count like crazy, but something crazy happens there. Somebody missed something at some point. <laughs> I'm probably just gonna like pretend to play and not play. It's a solo for that part. <laughs> Mm. The whole section stops. It's one note for the third trumpet. <laughs> I was like, just right over the top of it, solo. Solo, right. Or alone. Means, yeah. yeah. Something yeah. Actually, that's so helpful. Solo, if, if you don't know, is Italian for alone. alone. Right. That's <laughs> yeah. what it means. Well, that's literally. why I was transposing. Was Translating. Very, <laughs> very silly. <laughs> yes, let's talk about uh, the, yes, the, the arrows, the eyeglasses, the exclamation yeah. points. Yeah. Where else would you be looking? You're, if why not only look on there? The music? <laughs> yeah, don't look any other time. Just look here. And then, of course, I do see people write arrows either pointing forward or pointing backwards, which are easily misunderstood, which means, are you supposed to push? Are you supposed to pull? Is it ahead or behind? It can easily mean the opposite. It could be misunderstood to mean the opposite of what you intended. I thought so, it again, meant to that is not clear in. or legible. I thought the backwards arrow was breathe in. That's what I always do when I see that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so many parts, boy, especially on these touring Broadway shows, are just really sometimes makes it hard to see what's on the actual page. Right. Yeah. Sure. And that's again. Do you guys write in, in mute way. changes? So I like to bracket around the mute part, and then leading up to it, I'll, I'll write what's coming up. Now that like if it's copied well, if you have a rest that the the last rest before the mute, it should say two. Yeah. 
that yeah, mute to cop or whatever. Right. right. And if it, yeah. and then when you get to the next section, it will say, you know, cup or harm and whatever it is. Now, if it's not there, sure, that's a good notation. Now, Brian seems to be advocating for marking his music in this way. Well, he is. But here's the thing about what's funny thing is, is that he's advocating for marking a mute change, which in brass band, your mutes are stacked, uh, attached to your stand. Well, they're you still never have more to put them like, in. Yeah, but they're never more than like pff, right there. Right. You know, I'm just saying the one thing that he's there you know, all the time. There's always mutes. Yeah. And he does mark those. And page turns. So you have to Lightly. put in you should put in a page turn. Or if you have time to turn the page, if it's not a fast page turn, you should well, mark this that is in where for someone. You, could, so you can actually just put the number of rests you have on either side. So exactly. when you make yeah. the page turn, right. you, can, if you, you can see what you're up against or see what just came from so, so you don't lose yourself. Typical mark for a page turn, VS, right? <laughs> VS, right. Okay, Brian's squiggle. Typical mark for, you know, like let's say to mute. You might write mute or hide. No, Brian, Brian squiggles. It's just a squiggle. <laughs> It's all, but you're supposed to know which squiggle means what. This is your problem because you guys are doctors, which means you guys have bad handwriting. (laughs) (laughs) My handwriting is terrible, that's for sure. Yes, it is. And here's the thing, Bill, your conductor is showing a little bit much here. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I want the parts marked. But for me, more than the ensemble thing, I'm just saying it's okay to get kind of let's get microscopic with there like it is. with your with your own music oh, like yeah. to make the markings and to kind of just you know connect with it in that way. That's that just helps me. Well, let's get to that part cuz we this yeah. I think we've we've beaten the dead horse to death. But, but not Brian so enough. Uh, no, we'll beat Brian a lot more <laughs> uh, as far as what to do in an ensemble setting. But no, I think it's mm-hmm. it's different in a in a solo setting. So if you're working on etudes or solos or things you're going to perform in that manner, really this is just for you. So at this point, anything that you put on that page that is going to help you with that performance seems to be fair game, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Brian? Well, yeah, I I would I would well, I don't want to obscure what's written though. So I agree. I, I want to be have fidelity to the text. So f- fidelity to the ink I think is is pretty important. And if you're um overmarking crescendos and diminuendos that are already there, then you know, maybe you should um, maybe shy away from that. Although the written word is different when we're f- when we're processing f- symbols, right? So the the notes are symbols. Writing dim or crescendo is different, but writing the actual symbol could be more helpful in in the heat of battle. I agree with that. I like the visual representation representation of the symbol better. Than the word. Right, but I'm talking about something different. So I think this can get us to where you also mentioned note grouping. Yeah, and that's the thing that I, that's where I kind of get really personal with it because, but I don't do it enough to obscure the music, but I draw a lot of diagonal lines and, you know, to separate patterns within larger patterns, and that's helpful. And I was going to mention the, this too. You so pretty, I, obs- you're, you do a lot of marking. It, it does obscure the music a little bit. So I was wondering if you take those back out. Eventually, I might take them back out, but I will do this. I just so I had a student uh, actually starting the beach uh, for variations today. So I said, first of all, great, you have a you know you've got a fresh copy here. Go make yourself a copy, tape it together. That's the one we're going to mark. Oh. Save your printed one, 
Keep yourself a clean copy. Keep yeah. yourself a clean copy. Now Brian hates this. Um so, no, I'm I'm totally I'm totally with you, but I have I have a story about that too. I think we talked about this one. I think you told the story one other time, but so anyway, but yeah, I do mark enough, especially in something like the beach that deserves a lot of different note grouping based on you know whether you're doing harmonic analysis or set theory or whatever. There's a lot of ways to slice and dice that to make it work. Well, I think these get this gets to be really important, and because I do talk to my students a lot about the momentum of music, and music needs to have forward momentum. It doesn't have to be fast, but music does move in a forward fashion. So then I want to know where which note belongs to which note. Yes. Because a lot of times, especially to overstate, generally speaking in classical you know, music, it's downbeat driven and jazz is more upbeat driven. So in, in classical music, generally speaking, the end of one goes with one. And in jazz, the end of one goes with two. And that helps with phrasing. And this helps people with swing concepts, all those kinds of things. But this isn't universally true. There are lots of times you're going along and I'm saying, great. Now, tell me, where does this line go? And it, if it goes to here, then which note gets us to? So you can see the direction. And these kind of groupings can be really helpful in playing musically. So I do think they're a great way to learn pieces. Right. And I think, as Brian well, mentioned, Bill actually, had, don't you have two different things you talk about? Bill, it's it. There's a note grouping for the idiosyncrasies of the instrument and the harmonic content of what the instrument has to do, and then there's musical note grouping, which is sort of a different thing. Yeah. So I, which is what Joey's talking about. Yeah. I mean, there are, but there are multiple layers for me. So there's a, a variety of things that instigate where I'll put a line or how I'll divide a certain passage, and I'm using harmonic structure. I'm using um, sometimes rhythm. I'm using sometimes overtone series or fingerings, like fingerings hidden within, you know, similar fingerings hidden within a pattern to isolate those. Mm. Now, I will mark those things, and once it's pieced together, I'm okay with erasing them and taking them back out because then you're going whole part whole, right? But I'm using these things to, to do analysis to help somebody manage it. I just did this on the beach today with a student, and it's remarkable how quickly some of those that second variation how quickly that comes together if you do this well that's that's what i had i had a student struggling through gosh what was it it might have been a, one of the beach just etudes mm -hmm. and i said well let's talk about this you know you seem to be struggling with this measure where, where are we going from and where are we going to so if it starts here where's it going to so that gets me to that gets me to that gets me to so if you think about it in this way rather than note 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 mm-hmm and they're like, huh, so play me from here to here, now from here to here, from here to here, now string that together. And they're like, wow, that's a lot easier because some, some of those, they're more atonal. Uh, you know, they don't, they don't sound as comfortable or lay right. as comfortably on the horn. It's like, but there's still music there and there's still line there and you got to go find that. Now, I don't do it, what you're talking about, where you're talking about isolating for the trumpet or in, in that way. Maybe I'd point out some harmonic things like, look, you're playing a G7 chord. Doesn't that make that easier if you just look at it and know that? Then you're not even really reading. Right. Yeah. But I'm, I really, I use the note grouping almost exclusively as a way for phrasing, to, for a musical line. But if you, if you pass over a certain passage, especially something that's kind of gnarly, the fingerings are all kind of crossed up, and you go in there and you find something to anchor to, like, oh, back-to-back -back second valve combination, right? Or back-to-back -back one and two in the middle, and you isolate that, then you have one note, then two notes, and then the last three notes to finish it out that happen to be a scale, you know what I'm saying? Something like sure. that. Then instantly it is, it's just cleaner and 
you know, they're grasping it. And then you, yeah, immediately you put the whole thing back together again. Or a place to hinge. I, I like using a hinge mm-hmm. of like, well, this note mm-hmm. is, this is where it's going and then almost bouncing to get to the next place. One of my favorites I just discussed this week as we brought up Artunian earlier, um, uh, where you get to at the beginning, there's a place where people breathe. They go, ding, bum, bum, bum. There's that G where people breathe before the trip is. Don't breathe there. And I can't find any musical reason to breathe there. Nope. And I do think that G is both the end of the line down and a pickup into the triplets. It's a nice little hinge, mm-hmm. right? So if you Agreed. think of it that way, yeah. you know, yeah. and you can land there and drive off of there at the same time. Right. And it's like, oh, you know, that does make some sense. Right. And so, right, for so you me, start thinking that way. The defense in marking those things is that as you're making progress on something, how many times have you had to, to teach something week after week, right? Like, or, or, you know, you don't take the time initially to really break something down and then the struggle happens, which means they're outside the lesson are just getting bad rep after bad rep of a right. passage, which is really hard to undo. So I'm all for slicing and dicing early on. And then if we pull those markings out, which often I'll change, because sometimes what makes sense to me in terms of overtone series or fingering doesn't make sense to the student, but they'll see a G7 chord and I'll go, great, that's fine. We'll do that. Let's go with that. Sure. But I and think seeing those patterns in them, transposition is also helpful. Mm, mm-hmm. But I, I think just marking it just just advances their learning really quickly. So right, but what were you going to say about transposition here, Brian? Were you advocating for yeah, marking? So if um, if students are not notice, yeah, if students are not um, seeing that, uh, if they're doing transposition, they're not seeing that. What's written there is an F major triad. They're they're doing E transposition, say. Right. Okay. And they're not they don't they're not recognizing. They're trying to do all those calculations. I was like, well, you're playing an F on top of the staff. Why don't you just do the <laughs> the B the B triad there instead? Um, and you know that sort of or it's this is a scalar passage, so you're on this note and you're just in the key. Play the scale, and so helping them recognize those things can be very helpful in transition trans transposition, and it does help in the in the repertoire as well. Yeah. Absolutely. I was hoping that Although you Bill were, taught me that note grouping thing. No, yeah. I, I yeah, but I was I was I'm glad you went that way cuz I do know people uh, especially when they're learning to transpose they just like to write their names over the notes and I I don't like that. I'm like this is not transposing at this point. I want you to learn this skill no. even though the struggle of when you're first starting can be really really frustrating. I'm okay with that. It's okay to be a little frustrated to work through, I, but I, that kind of marking, I'm absolutely against. The idea of, well, I'm in E and it's an F, so I'll just write a B on top of it. And I have been in professional no. orchestras and in professional places where I see note names written and fingerings written above above notes. And I'm thinking, oh, come on, we're supposed to be professionals. We're better than this. That part I don't think is okay. But I do that uh, for a B-flat trumpet on a B-flat trumpet part. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is the problem. <laughs> um, so I saw a thing the other day. Someone had posted it was a pop tune that had been arranged for marching band or pep band or something. It was one of those little, you know, just the little parts. And it was like flute two. And literally they played one note for the entire thing. Nice. Right? It was like a Coldplay tune or something. And they played one note. for the, And the student had written the letter D over every D on the page. Every with just lines of notes with <laughs> yeah, the lines of the too. same letter over the top. <laughs> I'm not that bad, but that what was I was fantastic. thinking was I don't like violate any copyright thing, but maybe I'll throw, um, maybe I'll take 
an etude, maybe even one of my own or something, and I'll divide up. You know, I'll Arben, put the some, Arben's book is public domain at this point. Great. You can take I'll anything take out of there. Something in Arben, and I'll draw some lines on how I would note group, and we'll just put a PDF up there and just kind of clear it up. There we see, go. And see what you think of it. How I, about this? Oh, I like how as, How about how you would mark it, how I would mark it, and how Brian would mark it? Well, I'll on. pick the same one well, and put up the three versions. Yeah. Just put the blank one up for that's Brian. Great. Just a <laughs> couple of lines. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> A couple of squiggles. A couple of squiggles. The, the other thing people it. should should know about note grouping is that there is a book called Note Grouping by Thurmond, and it's very detailed. Um, and so if you haven't heard it or you haven't had a chance to look at it, it's a small book, um, and it deals a lot with how notes lead in a measure, how you're supposed to group to make it, quote, more musical. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah it's quite, was it's quite the, a detailed uh, book. Commander of the Navy Band, I think. Yeah, uh, Note Grouping, A Method for Achieving Expression and Style in Musical Performance by James Morgan Thurmond. Now, I just hopped on to take a look. It looks like it costs 60 bucks, which uh, seems like a lot for this book at this oh, point. Oh, yeah. It, it is. Because um, these, are things that been, long. these are things that have been out of print. So check, yeah. check your local library or school library and see if they have it in there. Yeah. Or so, trumpetfederation.com, where we're going to put our stuff up for free. Now... <laughs> exactly right but i mean we're not putting we, that book up for free obviously no, not we'll, the book yeah <laughs> no no but we have a guy you can email for pdfs <laughs> that's a joke that's a that's not i'm just kidding it is we don't funny, actually though. we actually do that um but no that that would be that would be interesting to see the way that we think about those things and maybe kind of label it and but but the whole point is, I think, especially on solo stuff, like why reinvent the wheel every week? If you come up with a great idea or you come up with something that works, mark it. You know, that's just a way to study, I think, at a deeper level. It's just like when you guys like I, I don't like reading off a of Kindle or off my iPad if I have a book because I want a pencil in my hand when I'm reading no matter what it is. And I'm going to underline and write in the margins. Even if it's just a, a, a book book, textbook. Wow. It's constant with me. Okay. You know, Brian, you, do you do that? Helps you know there, in, you yeah, have an iPad that kinesthetic Pro. kinesthetic gets it in the brain. You have the iPad Pro with an Apple Pencil. A, that does not feel like writing on a, like, paper. Wow. This is, a, you're, this is your old man I show. I know, I know. <laughs> I have memorized things off of the iPad, but I still don't like it because I can't, I just want that tactile, like, the pencil on there and marking and all that stuff. Okay. Anyway, I don't know. I think That's it's an why important your thing. Book is in a book. That's why it's a book. Well, I need to see the whole month at a time. You you can do that on your computer. Now. Yeah, and so it shows a dot. <laughs> no, it doesn't. You can yeah. you can see a lot more yeah, than that. Yeah, I know, but I don't like the way that works. And if there's only one thing, it's not in the right part of the day. Let's say I don't have anything all day, and then I have something in the evening. It shows it at the top of the block. What? No, it actually shows it in the time. I don't think I'm it looking does. At, I'm looking at my whole month right now. And Send it shows, me a screenshot. I, have, I, I will. I'll show you. I'm with Bill on this. I, oh, you guys are I got to have a paper man. book. I want to open it. I want to see the whole month, and I want to see exactly what it is. And then you can only see it in one place. In if my you don't writing. Have that, if you don't have it with you, then you can't see it. No, I, I will trust my phone. It's all in the phone or the iPad. It's in the cloud. It's all so there. So now you have to enter everything at least two times. I'm okay with that. So you got to make sure to you some do it of the exact... marks that I marked my parts. But you, you I, need to make sure you write down the same thing the same way so that your calendars match. Oh yeah, I got it. It's good. Oh, this is not a, this is not a yeah. good system. <laughs> no, it's a great system. <laughs> it's really not. And then you know, like, could you book stuff out a couple of years? 
you know, like conducting stuff is usually out a couple of years. Oh I my mean, God, non, here we go. Non-Trump Turtle related letters. stuff. But that's and, where um, the digital calendar is much better a couple of years out because those books are not five-year books. You have to get oh, no, one every year. No, my book's a five-year book. Oh, that's insane. I have it. That's right. I show it to you. See, it's, I have what you call a like digital calendar, so it's technically. I know infinite. what it is. I've seen. I'm not it. sure you do. So what happens if it all? <laughs> <laughs> what happens if it just crashes? I have backups. Just, Don't you back up your computer? What, yeah, but no. What I, happens I, if you lose your physical copy? Oh, I'm not losing that. Oh, see, you don't get to ask me one and then say it can't happen to you. I had an answer for your question. But your answer is, I'm not going to do that. Dissolved in cyberspace, and I'll still have my book. No, I have a hard drive backup. I have an external hard drive backup. I don't know. Brian's do with know. me on this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I folded when uh, I got really bugged at the the iCal because it wouldn't sync between the um the iPad and the computer and every time I type something in the iPad it would erase it on the computer oh my gosh back and forth That's this is a few that generations ago so do, that means you're doing it wrong the first iPhone I got was the second generation shocking <laughs> so and I will tell you back then they had what was called what mobile me and you had to pay a certain amount and you had like all of the stuff digitally that's free now through uh but I, and I was paying for that at the time so I bought my iPhone I signed into mobile me and all of my contacts, email, calendar, bam, immediate. But did it put it in your me. did it put it in your paper book? No, why would I have a paper book? Everyone yeah, should so have a paper book. How do you do that? No, they should. So that's useless because no, it doesn't the, put it in your. You, I have mine right if here. If this were still the nineties, you would need a paper book. Ah, uh, the nineties. <laughs> if this were the twentieth century, you would need a paper book. We do not 18, need that now. Eighteen nineties. Eighteen nineties. Right. Exactly. You get your quill out, dip it in the ink. Ah. Uh. Perfect. All right, we're going to need to leave by pen. Leave time. I can see this now as I'm creating the itinerary for our retreat this summer. Yeah. Uh, a session on uh, IT. Exactly. And you're going to talk to us about converting our paper oh, yeah. books, right? Yeah. To iCal. I will get you there. I will bring you into the 21st It'll century. It'll never work. Unbelievable. Yes. It'll never work. I, well, I, I don't know how we could have talked about marking parts more thoroughly than we just did. <laughs> so now it's time for no offense. Thinking you will and can remember everything you need to without writing it down? Come on, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. You owe it to yourself, your standmate, <clears throat> Brian, and the rest of the band to be a pro and mark your parts, Brian. If you're too good to bring a pencil, Brian, you're doing it wrong, Brian. This feels just a little personal. I don't know, maybe I'm reading into it. That could, maybe I'm just reading into it way too much. I He was dark about the thoroughly marking. enjoyed my time with Atlantic Brass Band. Except this like, one aspect. Sounds like there's a butt coming. <laughs> no, just this one aspect. Every time we wrote, I wrote something, and he's like, "Well, what does that mean?" Squiggle. Every single time, months oh, on end. Mute squiggle, page turn squiggle, volume squiggle. <laughs> it Nothing. is. Uh, it, your overarching point is true. If there is something simple that you can mark down there, if you screw something up because they you did something in rehearsal and you just forgot because you didn't write it down, that's right. true. That's, You're just doing on. it wrong. It's yeah. absolutely true. You're doing it wrong, Brian. Yeah. What do you have to say, Brian? <laughs> Brian? <laughs> 
fade to black. Nothing. <laughs> the prosecution rests. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, listen, that should about do it for today. We have come to the end of another episode. Thanks for joining us on The Open Bell. Stay tuned, tell your friends, and mark your parts, allegedly. So long for now. Remember to keep an open mind, but more importantly, an open bell.